0: Greg Shannon is the Chief Scientist for the CERT Division at Carnegie Mellon Software Engineering Institute and was recently named Chair of the IEEE Cybersecurity Initiative. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and as part of our series of interviews with leading IT security practitioners and thought leaders, I'm pleased to welcome Greg Shannon. Welcome, Greg.
1: Thanks for having me to join you today.
0: It's great having you. In reading your biography on Carnegie Mellon Software Engineering Institute website, a phrase grabbed my attention. Twice it cited the term science of cybersecurity. What makes cybersecurity a science?
1: Uh, well, the challenge has been that it hasn't been particularly scientific. Security has evolved primarily as a mathematical and an engineering discipline. And the notion of science, the notion that there's a, uh, an uncertainty or a, something we don't know how to quite model correctly, is a fairly new way of thinking about the challenges. You know, clearly, engineering and math has not made cyberspace secure and private. We're looking at uh, you know, more scientific approaches to understanding the problem, particularly in, in how humans interact, uh, as well as just the general unpredictability of the Internet.
0: Can you give a couple examples?
1: When you ask people to follow a policy, some people follow it and some people don't. Which policies will people follow in a reliable manner? Another issue is when you ask uh, developers to write programs, some will write programs that are secure, and they will be diligent in how they write them. Others won't. Another example: you ask operators to perform as a team to defend a network and respond in a timely manner to threats and properly prioritize uh, those threats. Some teams do that well, and some teams don't do that well. But so why is that? And what do you need to change? You know, in terms of how you're organized, in terms of the technology, in terms of the training, and so on.
0: How is that information going to be shared when you do discover these things?
1: From a research point of view is to identify the, the basic principles here at Carnegie Mellon University. There's on campus, there's a variety of efforts going on to understand how people think about privacy, for example. Engineers in the past have assumed that people want to make privacy decisions. They know how to make, you know, if they're asked a privacy question, they know what it means. The research is showing that it doesn't. It's important to get that information out into the open literature so that security engineers, privacy engineers, well, here's how people really work, and here's how they're really going to look at the questions that you're asking them.
0: For those unfamiliar with the IEEE Cybersecurity Initiative, take a few moments to describe what it is and what is its goals.
1: It's a new initiative. IEEE invests in one to three new initiatives every year. This one is focused on creating artifacts of engineer, you know, engineering artifacts, so pieces of code, specific guidelines some experimental platforms that we would use as a, a way to interact with the community and advance the state of art in uh, security and privacy. One of the real challenges in security is being able to do essentially controlled and repeatable experiments, but even just getting the code to run the same way in a way that multiple people can try it out from different research groups has been a real challenge. Part of the initiative's goal is to support that type of engineering to provide common tools and then to look at how do we educate a broader community uh, outside of what one might call just an academic or a training uh, environment.
0: Okay, let's turn to a little personal notes now. You earned a BS in computer science from Iowa State University with minors in mathematics, economics, and statistics, and an MS and PhD in computer sciences from Purdue University. Obviously, computers were something you were interested in as a youngster. What attracted you to computer field, and how did that evolve into interest in cybersecurity?
1: Quite, no one's ever asked me that question in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that, it's that bridging of the mathematical side with the engineering side. You know, there's a theory of computation that talks about uh, what's computable. That's really what originally attracted me. But in the broader realm of, you know, you're in an economic system, you're in the real world of engineering, the real world of people, making that all come together and buy uh, something meaningful as hard. And also, I believe we're just beginning to understand what security means, you know, especially in the internet age. There's clearly a tension and uh, interaction between security and privacy. One of my goals is to make it less of a tension and more of a, uh, uh, a synergistic relationship, that when you've got good security, you've got good privacy and vice versa. And so that kind of hard problem is really what attracted me.
0: What do you consider your greatest accomplishment as a professional?
1: I think being able to tell the, uh, the cert story and uh, connect the work that we're doing to bridge the gap between the academic world, the research world, and the op- operations world. I work at a federal research and development center, and being able to sit there at that nexus and tell that story, uh, whether it's the policymakers, the, my fellow technologists, to my fellow researchers, you know, that's where I see, see my success.
0: You've had a storied career. Do you still have professional dreams? <laughs> of course. And what are they?
1: I think the opportunity to work more closely with policymakers uh, is a priority. Uh, especially as, you know, on the international scene, cyber becomes part of the, uh, the policy discussion going forward. So how countries are going to deal with sovereignty issues in cyberspace and how security is going to enhance that or degrade, you know, a nation's sovereignty is, is, a hard, is a hard problem. You know, much like 50 years ago, the whole discussions about, you know, what does nuclear weapons, what do those mean? What does nuclear power mean? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And how do we uh, de- deal with that from a policy point of view?
0: Obviously, no simple answers at the moment. Nope. To succeed in uh, cybersecurity, as you know, uh, one needs talent, be hardworking, be smart and creative. Is there another characteristic someone in the field needs that people usually don't think of?
1: Um, to be contrarian uh, is what I find consistently amongst my peers uh, in cybersecurity is have to be thinking about how will this technology work if I do something that the designer of it didn't think of.
0: So why why is that important?
1: Well, certainly that's the way the adversary is thinking in terms of uh, coming up with new attacks and new threats. You know, they're looking at an app or a piece of software or uh, some some, uh, website and saying, well, what can I do here that the designer didn't think of? And is there a way I can get information through channels, through tricks that really weren't anticipated? Uh, Is there some frailty of humans that I can exploit to get some information out of them that they, they wouldn't normally give? Having that contrarian point of view, you know, it allows you to get into the mindset of, of the adversary.
0: Is that something you don't see enough of?
1: There's a it creates cognitive dissonance. You're trying to protect, you're trying to follow rules and force rules, and then you've got to think about the person or think about the entities that aren't following the rules. So it, it creates cognitive dissonance, and and you know, if you like that that, then that's good. If you don't, then you will tend to avoid it.
0: Do you think there's enough training going on in institutions, whether it's academic or in businesses and government, that, that, that helps people develop that contrarian point of view?
1: No, I don't think so. You know, my simple example for at least computer scientists and people who are going to write software, the first program you, you write is typically, it's about making it just work. It's not about making it secure. Early in their education experience, 3 o'clock in the morning, my program has finally compiled. I finally got some bugs out of it. I can finally go to sleep. Security wasn't on their mind. And so it becomes a very visceral training of just get the code to work. Now that has real benefits. It creates a compilation of apps uh, in, you know, for mobile phones. It creates the Internet. But it also means that security isn't thought of until Greg figures out how to break it.
0: Fascinating. Well, thanks,
1: Greg. Thank you.
0: I've been speaking with Greg Shannon, Chief Scientist of the CERT Division at Carnegie Mellon Software Engineering Institute and recently named Chair of the IEEE Cybersecurity Initiative. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.